I had to shake him on my last case, big O don't play. Guys, welcome back to another episode of the Musky Hunks podcast. I'm one of your five hosts this evening, Ryan Reed. Well, we will have four other hunks on the line here. Right now, we've got three, and we have a very, very special guest. We're we're really excited about this guest tonight. We're super pumped. Another local boy, and we've got uh, we've got a lot to talk about here. So. Before we get into that, who do we have on the call? We're going to start with, we're going to welcome back Mr. Nate Bud. Cleveland never rocked is is the uh, is the shirt that he has on tonight. Love the show. Welcome it's, back, buddy. It's true. They they coaxed the way the Rock and Roll Hall of, Hall of Fame from Pittsburgh. Look it up. Are you starting a you, rumor or is this real? I don't know. I did my own research. On a scale of <laughs> 1 to 10... What will your emotional state be if Cleveland beats Pittsburgh this weekend? Um, I don't want to talk about it. It's first of all, it's not going to happen. Get the brooms out because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Listen, gonna if, be... if they win, they're going to throw a parade, and that's all right. Whatever. Did you guys send hate mail to Deshaun Watson, and that's why he's not playing this weekend? Never. Yeah, I was. Uh, he's out, I was driving he's out around for the year. I signed him up for gay porn. <laughs> there he is. He's back. He's back and his camera's working. We also have on the call tonight, Mr. Donnie. We're just going to say the stink swink. Evening, boys. <laughs> Good evening. Extra Good stinky. Extra stinky tonight. <laughs> I don't even know what, where, where to go from here. We also have on the call tonight. Mr. Nick Beesler. Good evening. Glad to be here. Excited about this guest. We're excited that you're Love here it. tonight. You're still calling in from the Kanye video. That's right. <laughs> Slow and steady. All right. We also have on the call tonight, <laughs> Mr. Owen Seaman in Big O's Bucktails. Good evening, gentlemen. Glad to be here tonight and uh, excited for our, for our guest here tonight. Someone we've been trying to get on the podcast for quite some time now. He's been too busy just sending us random Photoshopped photos of our, ourselves. <laughs> exactly. So I, I guess I should just get right into it and introduce said guest. And that is uh, a guy that, I, man, I've been following on the interwebs for quite some time because he's been catching big muskies here in, in Western PA for a while. Brady Mark. Brady, say hello. Hi, everyone. Uh, first thing, I ain't on here to talk about football. I'm pretty sure you know that, Ryan. <laughs> we can just end that stuff now. What does yins mean? What is that? Yins, what is... yins know exactly what yins is talking about. <laughs> talking about the Steelers going down to kick the Browns' ass. That's what we're talking is it, about. Is it yins or yeah. yins? I, I don't know what any answer you're talking about. There, when are, talking there about are variations. Stuff. I know, Brady. I had, a, I, had a, I had an aunt that said Yuns. Yeah, that's a thing, too. My family's Yunzers. Yunzers, yep. See, the, the Canadians say Yuns. Must be from the west side of town. 
Mm -hmm. Well, so Brady, where, I mean, if you are a true Yinzer, like what, what part of town are you from? Where are you from? I'm not from town. I'm uh, 60 miles north of Pittsburgh. I'm from a small little town in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Okay. I'm like 20 minutes north of Catanning. Yeah, that's, uh, if you, yeah, I think I've, I've driven up up through there to get up to a couple of courthouses way up there. Home of Joe's Pizza, right? Yep, Joe's Pizzeria. That's a good good joint right there. Yes, it is. Nick, you know about Joe's too, huh? Oh, yeah. That's coal mine country up there. All right. Now, is this this the same Joe's Pizza that's, like, sprinkled around Pima Tuning? No. Not the same, no? No. (laughs) Okay. I'm just kidding. You got to go to Brady's hometown to get the real deal. Yeah. But I think, don't they, they have another one in Rymersburg, don't they? I don't know if that one's still open or not. I don't oh. think that one's still open. I go back, went back to just the original. Oh, okay. Everyone so, thought that was an imposter. We're a lot yeah. of talking about. laughing about over there, Nate. This is uh, a super Yinzer conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking like everybody's going to know where we're talking yeah, about. Oh, uh, you go where the old Isley's was, and that's the Joe's Pizza One. <laughs> not the it was a fake yeah. one though. The real no, Joe's you don't Pizza go down to Pizza Two. <laughs> No, so that's an imposter. You go up the street to the other one. Yeah, that's a. I would have no idea where New Bethlehem was, except I had to go to a coal mine, like right, right in town, <laughs> quite a bit. So. <laughs> yeah, you blank and you're through the town. That's for yeah. sure. Oh yeah. Well, is that on the river? Or but that's pretty no, close to the river, right? I'm the closest spot. I would I'd say is like 25 minutes to the river from me. The is, Allegheny. Does Red Bank run through? Yeah, New Bethlehem? Red Bank yeah. runs through New Bethlehem. Yeah. And it dumps into the Allegheny eventually. Is there anything so alive? Is, it, in is Red that Red Bank? Bank Creek? Red Bank Creek. We got walleye, lots of pike, some good smallmouth, and they stock it with trout. Okay. So no, not, nothing really other than walleye that's worth catching. I I wasn't sure if like the like the ask the AMD like had it tanked and or not. No, it actually it's a actually a really good fishery for those yeah. fish. Yeah. Nice. That's good. Yep. That's like some spots you drive by it and you're like, oh God, there's no way anything's alive in there. Well, but... See, below the dam in New Bethlehem is where the fishing's good. Everything above that is like okay. dead black water other than when they stock it with trout. Okay, that makes sense. They, they don't last there very long because the water gets too hot. <laughs> so let's beginning. I if Did you grow up in New Bethlehem? Yep, born and raised in this area. And is that was that how you got started fishing? Was it your dad, grandpa? Like what what got uh, you started? Yeah, my dad was really into walleye fishing a lot and would drag me down to the river whenever, you know, 20 degrees out and I was six, seven years old, down there down there by the river, you know, catching them there wallars from the banks. Then all the muskies started eating them all and we, you know, harder to catch nowadays. You ever make yeah, I, I did a lot of trout fishing with my dad and walleye fishing with my dad. That was pretty much how I got started fishing. You ever make it like over right to, there uh, on Red Bank Creek or like in other areas? The Red Bank and down on the on the river a lot, on the Allegheny a lot. But yeah, Red Red Bank. I spent my whole entire teens fishing the Red Bank. Now is it is it boatable in that area or? No, you can get a kayak through, and even that, you got to drag a kayak. Yeah. So okay. You get you ever hit uh, Piney over there? I've been yeah, I've been there a time or two. Yeah. Yeah. That's on my to do list, but never made it there yet. Yeah, it's a fun it's a fun stretch of water. Yeah. So then, when did you first 
encounter muskies because you've been it for quite a, a I mean I know I got started kind of musky fishing in 2017 whenever uh, I got started I remember you were already kind of like catching a lot in 2019 certainly yeah I'm not sure what year I even started I think this is my sixth or seventh year musky fishing but when I got into it I went all into it I was I uh my buddy actually Justin Robson he went right before he went for went to the military I was walleye fishing at the dam in New Bethlehem and he was throwing I never met the kid before he was fishing for, for pike and we got to talking I took him walleye fishing a couple times he wanted me to go musky fishing with him and I said I am not gonna go and waste hours of my day to take a picture with a fish and throw it back in it doesn't make sense it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard because I like to fill my freezer with walleye well, he went with me enough. I had to go with him. I think I went four times with nothing, and then it was it was game on. I can't let anything beat me. So I was I had ninety plus hours into my first musky. Oh wow! Yeah, and so this was, wasn't like it. You didn't you didn't run into one by accident. Like you went no. out, holy crowd, ninety hours. Yeah, I, I was over not a little over ninety hours to catch my first one. And then it was, now I can't hardly force myself to go walleye fishing. Because if I have time to go fishing, I want to go musky fishing. Of course. And once it, once it yeah. takes, you know, once, once you get that bug. But so did you start out bank yanking or you have a boat, yeah. kayak? What? Uh, bank and kayak. I was actually, I, I did a lot out of the kayak, but mostly bank yanking until and once I got my good kayak, it was, that's all I did for two plus years, pretty much. Unless somebody had me hop on a boat with them, but I did a lot out of the kayak. So are you are you kind of out of the kayak phase now? Definitely not out of it. I do it less because it's a lot easier to dump a boat off the trailer than it is to drag a kayak through the woods. But I have some spots, times of the year, that I definitely get the kayak out. I, I caught one a couple weeks ago. I caught like a low 40s out of the kayak. I, I, nice. I still enjoy it because it's nice. You go there, you have nothing. You just, I anchor up and I'll cast and I'll move down and anchor up and cast. It's nice to just, it's a good getaway. Take a couple brewskis in the kayak and go catch some mooskies, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so your kayak, is it a foot pedal thing or is it just? No, mine, mine, you have, to, you have to paddle it, but I, I can stand up. I, you could, you could do backflips in my kayak pretty much and it won't, it won't oh, wow. tip or, or, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very, very stable. I, my buddy from uh, Performance Kayaks out of Brookville, they sell they sell quite a few different fishing kayaks that are all extremely impressive. What I didn't know that was a local company to you. Yeah, and then they also have, I'm not sure what all they still have, but they had a spot down by Pittsburgh, too. So is that, sell- that's like a dealership? And then you have, yeah. so what, there- what kind of kayak do you actually have? I have a native Slayer XC, okay. what I have before I had a Bonafide. The Bonafide was always, it was a good one, but I, I deal with them a lot and, you know, back and forth with different kayaks. Just, they they have new canoes, Bonafides, Natives, and a couple others, but those are the top three that I, if I was going to tell somebody to go get one, if they wanted to kayak fish out of them, those are definitely the ones to go look at. Now, those are all going to be like nice, big sit on top guys? Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the seats are all nice and high, and you can stand up, and they're extremely stable. It, it's it's definitely it's an experience to take people out that have never done it because it's yeah. it's fun. It really is. It's totally different. You know, I don't. I had a, a depth uh, a, or a fish finder on my one, 
I don't even have one of them anymore. I know, you know, I just check the gauges for water temps. I know where I'm fishing, you know. It's nice to just kind of just go cast and fish and, you know, it takes you back a little bit instead of worrying about everything else with the boat. That's what, like, that style definitely intrigues me. I've only ever monkeyed with, like, the sit-in style. But, yeah, I wouldn't even want to try sitting in. Yeah, it's, they're not uh, not I enjoyable to fish out of. Yeah, I stand up, figure eight, net my fish standing. You know, right. like, I don't... I don't. Yeah, that'd be a game changer there. Yeah. See, I have a $200 Dunham special sitting kayak. <laughs> I've gone out and tried to catch a muskie in a couple times, and it's never gone very well, but... Uh, I did... I I didn't buy it with the intent to fish out of it though. That was uh, it was more for my wife and I to just go and putt around on the lakes or whatever sometimes. But then you know, of course, I have it, so I'm like, I got to catch a fish out of this thing. And bring bring it up. I'll laugh at you while I'm in my big comfortable. Yeah, we, yeah, we, I'm get... sure you will because it is not comfortable. Like <laughs> no, at those all. are at all. It's terrible. My back hurts so bad. Just even not even fishing in it. Just like. Going out and paddling around like for two days, I can't walk right. Yeah, I gotta be yeah, honest. We... Those big, those really big kayak talking about in a, they're expensive, and b, they're not easy to to. They're almost as difficult to like travel with as an actual boat. You know, it's not like you can't just toss them in the back of your truck. These are much better kayaks well, than that. Uh, see, my kayak is twelve or thirteen feet somewhere right in there. And I still do just, I throw it right in the bed of my truck. My new truck, yeah. I don't need the bed extender, but like I did have uh, same truck as Ryan. I had a Frontier, a Nissan Frontier before. I just got the bed extender at Harbor Freight. And I still always just hauled it in the bed of the truck. Like it was extremely easy. Like it is easy hauling. Huh. Yeah. It, now some of those ones, like they have some fiberglass, they, they're lined with fiberglass. They're a little bit more stout, but you still can haul those with a bed extender and stuff. The only way that trailer makes sense is if you and, you know, a couple of your buddies are all going to the same place. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I look at those huge things and I see people trying them, you know, in and out of the water. And it, it just, it doesn't look, look particularly easy. But then again, these people are people that are not particularly skilled at what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. You, that You'll have that with things. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Go to Lake Arthur on a Saturday <laughs> in July. You're going to see a lot of people making launching a boat looking really difficult. Too. <laughs> That's the most painful thing in the world. Hey, I, I, I missed a little bit there. Brady, what, what, uh, you said you got a new truck. What type of truck did you get? Just out of curiosity. I, I, I went with an F-150 this how time. You, I, I don't like, like it. it. Yeah, I don't like it. I love it. I there's no going back to a small truck. I love my Nissan. I had that thing for seven years, never had any issues with it. But when you get a bigger boat, you need a bigger truck, and that kind of, you know, that happens. So, and also, you know, two two kids that are getting bigger. The Nissan didn't have the room. My F one fifties. It's like a minivan inside. That's what the, in that's what the bed's for. You put the kids in the that, bed. Well, they're normally in the Amish buggy, but you know. Every once in a while, I got to take them in the truck. Throw them on the old buckboard. <laughs> That's only when Uncle Jeb comes down. Yeah. Yeah. Need room. <laughs> Look old at Nate. <laughs> Nate's smiling. He ain't talking, though. <laughs> I have no comment. <laughs> I do love when you're, like, cruising through that, like, your area, and then you get, like, you can tell it's, like, Amish country. You just see the, like, 
grooves worn into the road on the that yeah. that or the patties after you just watched that's the, what I was gonna the say. Yeah. Yeah. The Those road apples. Road yeah, apples and piles of shit. So I like when they're all, all right, over so, the boat ramp. Sprinkled. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to ask too, like Brady, do you still have the bona fide? Is that the kayak you were still fishing out of? No, I have a native slayer now. Okay. All right. But just a different brand. Actually, the same people now own both companies, but they're both they're both phenomenal kayaks for sure. And you mentioned you what kind of boat do you have? That's okay. I have That's uh, where I was going. I, I my newer boat is a, a Lumacraft 175, so it's an 18 foot Lumacraft. And that's the outlaw rig. Yeah, it's the outlaw rig. It's still waiting. <laughs> I, I need me a lawyer. One of you a lawyer in here? That's what <laughs> I need is me a lawyer. Why? What have you got going on? You got title ish? What? Yeah, we'll talk about that off the phone. We probably, right. yeah. But yeah, it's not really legal at the moment. I'm still waiting on stickers for my boat. It's been like three months, man. Yeah, yeah. It, the, a, the state, the state's not in a hurry for anything. Like, is it from anything. out of? Is it from out of state? No. Oh, really? Huh. No, it's it's an extremely long story. We'll have to we'll stick around after the yeah. after the yeah. We'll talk. But yeah, about it. like buying them from like Ohio and that yeah. is a nightmare trying to get because like they've PA and Ohio have completely different systems and they're like. Don't want to cooperate at all. Yeah, it was in state. I thought it was going to be a lot easier than this. Yeah. That's for sure. Well, that's not a small boat. I mean, that's a oh, pretty no, significant it's, boat. Like, yeah, it's eighteen foot. I can't remember exactly. I think it's ninety inches wide, ninety some inches wide. It's it's big. It's straight line to yellow line right behind the truck. Sorry, I wasn't listening. Did you say it's a competitor? No, uh, it's the. Wow, I can't even think about it. Uh, it's an older. It's an 04. Okay. I can't remember what the hell the name of it is on the side now. Brain fart. What do you have powering it? Uh, 75 horsepower Yamaha, four-stroke. I have a kicker, a, brand, or a newer 99 Yamaha kicker sitting in the garage. I just haven't mounted it to the said illegal boat yet because it's not legal yet. Once it's legal, <laughs> I'll have a kicker on there. You just mount the, tro- the kicker to the kayak for now. I could do that. I, I, that that would make impressive. a move pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So where do you uh, so where do you do most of your fishing? I mean, you 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 had a kayak mainly fishing. Now you got a boat. Where, where are you taking the big boat? Uh the river Not- along the river is my number one spot. I yeah. I'm a river rat by heart. But I fish, you know, lower Allegheny where you can take a big boat. But I've uh western everywhere across western PA. Ohio a little bit. I'll go over there and play. Chautauqua every once in a while. I, I used to get around a lot more than I have lately. I've caught fish in uh, seven or eight states now. Impressive. It's uh, there for a while. I, I really, really enjoyed traveling. And then the last two years, I've slowed down a lot. Like I went to Lake St. Clair for a short trip this year, but I don't get out of town much. I don't, you know, I don't get out of state much anymore. It was one of those things I wanted to just go do it. But now I'm like I've been telling Donnie for months, stay home, do it here. And then, you know, do those trips every once in a while. Donnie likes to travel a lot. And then he was struggling this year. I keep telling him, stay at home and struggle instead. It's cheaper. Now, is that because you're on house arrest? 
<laughs> no, I'm not on house arrest. I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm just joking. Not um, yet, anyways. We'll see how this boat goes. I might be. Now, here's a question for you. Because I've heard, like, I feel like every person you ask has a different definition. Where does the lower Allegheny start for you? I say lower Allegheny is anywhere below the top lock, which is lock nine. Okay. So See, I've heard people say lock. anything below Kinzu is lower Allegheny. See, I, I, call every, I call everything between the lock nine and Kinzu the middle Allegheny. Middle and okay. upper Allegheny is what I call yeah. that. So basically, you're fishing. Yeah, he's. You're talking the impounded. Yeah. Section for the most. Part. Yeah. The navigable. So let me ask this because, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of areas like we don't want to get into specifics, but is like starting out with the kayak. Did you fish the same areas that you're now fishing with the boat, or were you kind of like more or less like uh, off the beaten path of said Allegheny River? I used to fish the Allegheny in the kayak some. That's a big body of water. I stuck to a lot smaller bodies of water in the kayak for the most part. I go to certain small lakes, but wind and kayaks aren't fun. But at least if you have current, it keeps the nose of the kayak, you know, the way you want it. So I, I fished a lot more smaller water out of the kayak. Like yeah. on the Allegheny, is there a lot of like boat, like big wakes getting thrown by you too? In the summer, yeah, I don't, I don't really go to the river in the summertime. Yeah, I, I just don't deal with. Well, we, we were talking about boat ramps for one, and idiots on jet skis and stuff. And the river, okay. they like to drink on the river too. So it, it just, it, you don't feel real oh, safe. Yeah. Right. And that's I, the, fr that's frowned upon unless you're on Rumspringer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, those Rumspringer chicks are wild. <laughs> that's why nate's been so quiet he doesn't want anybody to recognize his face from the community i didn't want to i don't want to spot burn <laughs> i wanted to go back to the kayak thing because i know like year this goes years back now probably a couple years now I remember talking to you about kind of get trying to get into a rig like that and man i i remember watching a video that you had posted of a fish that you caught in the winter and I think it was on a DJ custom and I, there's probably been multiple videos that you've I'm put out sure there. I know which one you're it's, talking about. Yeah, yeah. So that one. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, Holy crap, that like all the same things that we talked about, like being engaged with the water and like how you basically fish out of a kayak, which I've never really spent that much time in a kayak and I've had no time musky fishing out of a kayak. Like I remember seeing that video and thinking like, in the dead of winter, the water's cold. Like it just, it looked super cool to watch you catch that fish, you know, and see that aspect from that, like the level of the water in that small of a, I guess I would call it a boat really. <laughs> like some people call kayaks, like small boats and things like, man, I don't know. just seemed like such a cool experience. And I was just kind of wondering if you spent, you know, if, if that was on the big parts of the river or if that was in some of like the backwaters or some of these other like creeks that but, are accessible. Yeah, most of those videos were all small water. I, I that video there, I know which one you're talking about. That was the I think it was 49 and a half inches. Mm -hmm. Botched the net job a little bit. It got caught on the outside and I had to literally reach down and gill it with a glide bait hanging out of its face and throw it into the net. Yep. But that's the video. Yeah, we, 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 we got her though. That's all that matters. But yeah, I was, I used to, before my kids, you know, I'm, I, I'm getting older and I'm starting to realize that if I fall in, 
not a real good chance of me making it if I'm by myself, you know, and I still go. The life jacket's definitely on and the colder the water is, the tighter the life jacket gets. I, I try to go with somebody else now, but, but back then I was so into it that I didn't wait on anybody. I'm still like that. I, I don't like to wait or rely on anybody else for fishing. I just go and do my thing. I, 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 I trust myself netting my fish almost more than I do anybody else at this point. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. I know what you mean. Yeah, not, and I'm not trying to sound <laughs> cocky or anything. I've just kind of, I've done it so much at this point that I would rather net my own. That way, if I do mess it up, I have nobody to be mad at but myself. I feel like, too, like, if you want to go fishing and you're, like, requiring you to get someone else to come with you, it cuts back your, you're just not going to get out a lot of times. Yeah. Yep. That's, I got to the point where I don't wait on people. I, I normally don't even ask anybody. I just go. I, I'd rather fish solo most of the time anyways. I, I know you one of your podcasts were talking about, you know, getting out with people. and I'm mostly a solo guy at this point. I get that. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I get that too. Like, even though I need to have human interaction throughout the day, like, I was talking about this today. Like, you get to a point though, like, and this is a day-to-day thing where I feel like, like today, before we got on this podcast, I was done with humans today and i was just like ugh, like i if i was going fishing tomorrow i'd be going by myself but like that, the, the great reset man that's i need it i need it to buy myself most of the time i'll go out there dead silence for a while then i normally turn a podcast on that my my go-to i'll listen to any podcast while i'm on the water but as soon as joe rogan podcast comes on for some reason the muskies eat I don't know why. So that's my little, that's my one tip and trick that I have is let Joe Rogan play, but you can't let it play all the time because it won't work then. But so, so Joe no. Rogan is your Taylor Swift radio. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now, do you, do you drink the Joe Rogan DMT cocktail while you're fishing too? I wish, but no, unfortunately, no. So, how Go many, how many 50 inch fish have you caught with Joe Rogan? and david goggins on the same podcast <laughs> zero with goggins that would be that was what should happen though i guess that'd be that you, that would that'd definitely be a, that's a happen. 70 inch that'd be a that'd 70 be, inch did you say skip coggins <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes you said it i didn't i'm guilty by association by laughing Ooh. i swear i recognize that name mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the I like the piece that Brady brought up about, you know, being a dad and and actually taking the extra minute to like think through these scenarios. Like, so let me ask you this, Brady, like how much of of being a dad has kind of adjusted your fishing? Well, when I started fishing, I had one child. When I started musky fishing, I should say, I had one child already. But I have a really good woman that lets me if I say I want to go fish, if I told her right now I wanted to go fishing, she'd say, "Okay, be careful." Which, I mean, you can't blame her for wanting to get rid of me. So that's that's my other key is just annoy the hell out of them and you can go fishing as much as you want. She just crazy loves the insurance premium. And- you listening, Nick? Just just annoy her and then you can go fishing more. She's like, yeah, honey, go kayak fishing in the middle of winter with no, no uh, life vest. Have yeah, fun. Is your insurance policy paid up? Too. Oh, yeah, my insurance policy is good. That's all that matters. <laughs> Probably has yeah. the insurance agent over for dinner as soon as you leave. Yeah. Once I had my second kid, my daughter, I did slow down a lot. I was I went too much probably beforehand. 
now I, you know, I, I tame it back a little bit. I could still go as much as I want, but I, you know, try to keep everybody happy. It's good. How, how old are your kids? I got a 10 year old and a five year old. My boy, that's who I should have on here. He's the real musky fisherman. He's caught it. He's caught three of them in a figure eight at this point. Oh, wow. Nice. Is he running a bait caster? No problem. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's we start. Well, he had you know he uses spinning rods and stuff for everything else. But when they came to musky fishing, I put a, I put a junk lure on a rod and sent them to the yard. Yeah, dig the right knots out, run up, you'll figure it out. Righty or lefty? He's a righty. That's the only way it's supposed to be. We ain't like right. Ellen. If you ain't right, oh. you're wrong. Just do the. Then he's wrongy. Then <laughs> he's wrong. I don't know. I don't... <laughs> Now I I can act, I can honestly do either hand. I don't go both ways like Nate, but I can do either hand. <laughs> and but I, I prefer right right hand retrieve. Well, I'm, I run track five hundreds too, and I don't make those in left hand. Yeah, I'm by when it comes to my musky reels. You know, I, I I'm a little curious on both sides. Just depends. <laughs> a little bit curious. That's all right. I yeah, can't do it with my left hand. It's, it's a stranger. <laughs> the stranger's reeling in my reel and I don't trust it. Just like you don't trust anybody netting your fish. I understand. I understand. Don't trust my left hand. <laughs> Ryan's face oh. says it all right now. That's that's cool. What how old was he when he started getting them on the bait caster? Uh he was casting it at five. Okay. But I think I believe his first one casting was it was he was six when he was I think he got his first one in the figure eight casting yeah. was his first one. Now That's he got so a couple awesome. before that trolling. You right. know, because anybody can troll. All you gotta do is just reel it in. Yeah. But, you you know, we won't go there. Oh, yeah. oh, hit a nerve on Ryan. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> I know I know what you're doing. What is his, uh, it's not gonna work. What's his chip preference while trolling? I I try to get him to go trolling because you know he is when he was small when he's small he can only cast for so long and he's got to take so many breaks so i'm like all right let's just you know put some rods in the rod holders and let's go trolling for a little bit i ain't going trolling that's what he tells me <laughs> i beg him to go trolling and he won't at this point yeah. he's like i get he can't sit still he's a lot like me just can't sit still you just want a sober I, driver well that's true <laughs> that's true <laughs> but now I, I he he just at this point he doesn't want to troll yeah. He, he just can't, he'd rather be cast, and I that's I fair. can't blame him. Yep, that's gotta make you a proud dad. Yeah, between that and his hunting, those those are definitely proud dad moments. There, there's no doubt about that. Seems like he's a heck of a shot too. I've seen some of those pictures. Yeah, he's ten years old. He shot his uh, his archery buck and archery doe with a compound this year. Those are his first two with a compound at ten years old. So. That is awesome that they change that up so the kids can hunt whenever yeah, they whenever they're ready, you know. Yeah, he's been he's shot a buck, a doe, a spring gobbler, and a fall turkey every year since he's been five. That's awesome. He's wow. always going to remember those, you, especially his first one. His first at five. Did you give him the you know the 12, 12 gauge with three and a half inches? And oh no, four four ten with uh, TSS. Those shells there, you don't need a twelve gauge anymore. They're impressive. Yeah, oh yeah. He's, I mean, he has killed a lot more wildlife than I think most of us. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, I, I didn't hunt that long, but I've, I've hunted for, I, I've taken several hiatuses, but man, 
the kid is he he can he can get it done. Yeah, my my dad, him and my dad, they are best friends, and I'm so grateful for that. And when they're together, they're hunting something. They're doing something to do with hunting or shooting bows. So, I I mean, I take my boy hunting. You know, my dad's at work, and I can take him out. I take the boy, but them together that's all they talk about that's all they do that's all they think about is hunting so fishing gets put on the back burner he'd rather go hunting than fishing but we'll see we'll see if that changes for him or not right i love that yeah that's super cool man that's that's the type of stuff that too as he gets older he'll appreciate that more and like the time that he gets because i mean a lot of us you know we've we've been there like you spend time with your grandfather and someday he's not there and it's like Dude, that time is like just so valuable. That's super cool. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Well, your daughter's five. I mean, how many bodies does she have now? She hasn't she doesn't want to hunt yet. I, I see it happening maybe in the future. She she's my wild child. She don't she really don't sit still. My boy, once he's hunt mode, he he can sit there all day. My daughter, she's sitting there for two seconds and she's her little lips are her little lips start just chattering. But she she was with us. We caught a couple muskies with her in the boat. But she hasn't. Re- well, I tried to get her to reel the one in, and she wouldn't take the rod yet. So we'll see. Yeah, Maybe next. That. I always think it's funny when you talk to little kids about fishing. Like I asked my daughters, and my youngest is the wild child too, and she's like, "Well, I want to catch a musky fish. I want to catch a musky fish." And I'm like, "How big you want? It? How big you fish you want?" And I always think she's going to say like some monster. And she's like, just a little one. She's just a little one. Just a little one. Just a little musky fish. Well, I'm like, oh, okay. I'll Set take her. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> we, can, we can get that done. <laughs> I don't know. I guess everybody, less, that fishes Donnie, everybody that fishes with Donnie. Everybody that fishes with Donnie gets the big one. So don't send him with Donnie. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to let her reel in mine. <laughs> yeah. I got a sub bumping uh, track record with Swanky. I don't have That's any real big ones. Yeah. I, Every time I've, I've gone with Donnie, we just went for a boat ride. Yeah, that, that is definitely true. We don't catch shit together. I hate fishing <laughs> with Nick. <laughs> uh, we caught one anchor. Twice. <laughs> so, Brady, so, so we, should we move on to to a subject? Or, Ryan, you, you had another question? No, I just... You know, there was a little pause there. I didn't know where, like, where we wanted to go with this. Like, well, I guess. Uh, so you said you used to throw DJs. You, yeah, I wanted you still... to ask about DJ because yeah. DJ was one of the first guys that I kind of talked to in the musky world when I first first got started. I had a bunch of questions about making baits and paint, and I talked, and then I worked him and. Since 2020, like, so I actually just talked to DJ two nights ago. I believe he's doing great. Uh, the bait business was doing good, but his the his actual work business kicked off, and it was he either took over the business completely, or they were selling the business. So his yeah, he's now works all the time. He also has his fifth kid is on the way next week should be here next week so okay that'll do it he can't help himself on social media so he just he can't he he came back for i think two days and he got banned from every platform again i think i think less than 24 hours so but he he is doing good though 
That's good. good. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. Yeah, I actually bought one of his glides. When I seen it, I was like, especially just getting into musky fishing, I was like, a hundred dollar glide bait. That's outrageous. But his paint jobs are so cool. I always said, when I finally spend, when I finally want to spend a hundred bucks on a bait, that's what I'm buying. And I did that. I bought one. Didn't even know what the heck I was doing with it. Hardly. Talked to DJ a little bit, and then I went out and I caught a fish. Then I caught another one. Then I caught another one. And then all of a sudden, he said, "Yeah, here's my number. Give me a call." He I, he called me, or I called him, and he wanted me to be, I guess, bro staff. You know, back in the day, I think I had like eight muskies under my belt at the time total. And he's like, "I I just talking to you. I like you as a person. I don't care." I want to, you know, hook you up with some baits and I would hate to say how many free baits he gave me. I have a lot of DJs always treating me great, you know, and I, I caught some very nice fish on his baits over the years. Awesome. He's never done me wrong. That's for sure. But he's not making baits at all anymore. No, no. I have, uh, I have half of his bait building stuff in my basement now. Oh, really? But I I was just going to ask, like, did he, did he have any, and you getting started in, in bait making? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. I got, uh, I don't remember what all I got off him. A little bit. I'd, I'd ask him for, I'd ask him questions and stuff a little bit here and there. But honestly, uh, Andrew Iyans had him on Spray Bomb Baits. He was big yeah. on helping me with different, just different little odds and ends stuff, you know. And I, I talked to Andrew pretty much daily at this point, but. And he, he also, I run, when I do hard baits, I run the same epoxy he does before you ask, Ellen. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> so, what did you, we really didn't even mention the bait part of this. Uh, in, you, what did, you've recently in the last year or so started making, actually, uh, you started making your hard baits a couple years. Why don't you just give us the story of how you got started making baits? Well, I honestly, I, I wanted to start painting baits. I, not that I thought I was a good painter, but I honestly, I just needed, instead of, you know, nights I didn't go fishing, I wanted something to just go and just relax and make baits. I wanted the idea. I like the idea of making something and catching a fish on. Started out, I painted a bunch of blanks for different people. I painted some of Andrew's baits. Then I started, I made a small lip, a lipless crankbait that, you know, I think I had a four inch and a six inch size. They caught some fish, but they just weren't producing enough where I wasn't, I wasn't happy enough with them fish wise. You know, they ran good, but they just didn't produce enough. So I was making a glide with my buddy. He was making the glide. I was doing all the finish work, epoxy paint. I really want to come out with those. Those things are extremely impressive on the numbers we have on just me and him on those glides, but that's future. He's got, he's gotten too busy to do his part. of it. And then I, I throw rubber 99% of the time when I'm fishing and I went for it. I, I knew what I liked out of a rubber bait. I knew the things I didn't like out of a rubber bait. And then I came up with the bow fin is what I call it. It's a 18 inch. Okay, so, yeah. so tell us a little bit about like, first and foremost, what or what, what were the baits that you liked and the things that you were trying to emulate in coming up with the, your bait design? So I love a mag dog, a pro mag dog. I like, to add, and I always add weight to the head. I like the good head drop. So the same as a toad. The toad is straight head drop. I like a toad and I like a mag dog. 
And my honestly, my idea was make something that runs similar to a toad, but has a longer profile of a mag dog. I like the bigger profile of a mag dog. And there was definitely some, you know, I came up with the design and then the harness is what makes everything, you know, everything run weight wise. I went through a ton of different weights. I don't even know. I probably have 20 different, 30 different baits hanging that, you know, they run, but not what I wanted until I finally hit. And I got my shallows running exactly how I wanted them. And then I got my deeps running exactly how I wanted them. And with your like prototypes, can you like tear them apart and just melt the plastic back down and, you can, yes, you can definitely it. do that. Yeah, re reuse the lead, reuse the rubber. Most of the time, I honestly I don't because if yeah. you seen behind me, I got, I think I have uh, almost thirty gallons of plastisol I've went through at this point. That's a, it's a lot of rubber, and it's just as easy to just pour another bottle, you know, pour another cup. I I still will every once in a while, you know, the old remelts. Yeah, Nate, you got your dick in your hand over there. Uh- <laughs> That's what it looks like. It's about 18 inches, but it's a Bam Bam bait. You ever seen one of these? Oh, that's what that is. No, so I, is there? Is there? I, you said you made a shallow and a deep. Correct. Are you yeah. going to do any different sizes? There might be a smaller one in the works as okay. we speak. I'm I'm planning. I, I'm not going to sell any before the show season because I am planning on doing the New York show and Muskie Max. Hopefully, uh, nice. And I'm planning on coming out with them then, the smaller size, kind of like debut it at the show. You know, get it. I want to get the smaller size in the hands of a couple guys that have caught a ton of fish on my bait so far for me. You know, I want to send them a handful for free, make sure they don't get out to the public or whatever, and then release them at the show. I know a lot of guys like you know a mid Medusa and stuff. You know, a little bit smaller size. So I'm gonna. I pretty much went same thing, made it a little bit bigger around, but just went shorter with the smaller side technically speaking when you're typing these things how were you doing the internal weighted prototypes like were you building practices and weighting them each individually or uh, you know is the lead poured in these harnesses or you know tell us a little about that so the lead i started out and i have egg sinkers different weight egg sinkers and i'd bend a harness put weight in different spots on the harness Pour the pla- pour the rubber around it, you know, the plastisol around it. Take it out, test it, see what I like, didn't like, add belly weights to them, you know, until I finally got it down to the last, I think I had four that I played with for a month until I decided this is exactly what I want. And then I went from there. You know, my harnesses are all on 062 wire. So you know what that's like, what that does to the thumbs. Oh, yeah. I mean, that stuff is not easy to work with. No, but I want I want my baits as strong as I can. I try to use the best components I can. You know, I use uh, worth split rings and VMC hooks. Like I, I get a compliments all the time. I, man, I got your bait. I'm so glad I don't have to switch hooks out for once because that's every you know a lot of baits out there. You get a bait and first thing you got to do is rip hooks and split rings off and put you know good stuff on. Now, when you're running that like 062 wire, do you use that like hardened stuff like they like like Owen's going to put bucktails on? The, yeah, you get away yeah. With... I use I use stainless steel bucktail wire that already have the pre uh, pre bent end, the okay. twisted end on it. On it, just it's just a, I think they're eighteen inch long. Don't they yeah. are sixteen or eighteen inch long bucktail wire? Eighteen inch, yeah. yeah. You know okay. that that doesn't get too brittle for what Ben you have to make 
No, I have not had one issue. I've I've tested them about every way I know how to. I don't put any really sharp turns in them other okay. than just where it ties off to itself so it can't come undone. So you hit twist and pour the lead on each one of those. Every single right? one by hand. Yep. Are you are you pouring then, it or you're you're still no, using the egg sinkers? I'm still oh I'm still using the egg sinkers on them. I don't know if I have yeah. here That's like tough. this is the shallow. It's not nothing fancy. But I've tested it. I thought, you know, I got, I don't know if you can, can you see that, Owen? Yeah. 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 But like, that's, that's all there is to it. It don't look like much, but it took me a long time to get that exact. Uh, okay. That's cool. You know, where my hook mm -hmm. hangers are, everything lengthwise of the hook. The hook wasn't going up over the line tie. I had to move the line tie up a little bit. You know, there's a lot to that aspect of it, but I finally, I'm, I'm happy with it. And the fish seem to be pretty happy with them. Yeah. That's what, you know, I mean, I'd say like the, uh, the melting lead, like is a little bit daunting to, to get into all that. Well, I do pour all my own, my own egg sinkers. Oh, I, really? Yeah. I make my own belly weights now. Okay. I got a mold made where I make, you know, the, the, the belly weights that go over the line ties. Yep. Like I make those. chaos cells. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I make those and those actually, I make a one ounce one that comes on the belly of all my deeps because okay. I couldn't fit enough weight internally that where I liked it, that's the only way I could get the right amount of weight. So all my weights come with a one ounce on it. Okay. But the shallows, you know, you can throw an ounce and a half on the head and get that mid depth range or an ounce right. on it, you know, get down a little bit deeper with them. I'm not really a rubber thrower, but when I went out with um, Lakovic last weekend, when the Steelers beat Green Bay, um, I threw it probably the majority of the time in the river. And I, I mean, just after getting a little, I mean, I talked to you a little bit about like how to work it, but I mean, that what you told me didn't make any sense because I don't throw rubber, but after like <laughs> fish, fishing it, then I'm like, okay, like it was really easy to pick up. And I, I really loved just the action of it, where you could get it. Like, I mean, cause I have the shallow one and I was yeah. just, I was like, man, just, you know, I watching Owen throw that top line bait and watching him just work a bait. And, and there's been a bunch of people that have come on here and talked about like, you know, fishing the bait and making it do stuff. And I don't know, this is the first time I really felt that in a, in a big bait. I mean, that's a big bait coming through the water and making it do all sorts of stuff. And the guys on the boat were like, okay, like that's getting some crazy action and the tail going. I loved it. I can't wait to throw it more. I'm Thank glad you. to hear that. What Nate's trying to say is that he's not used to having something that big in his hands. Yeah. No, it was it's stunning to the system a little bit. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I am blown away with all the, you know, the people messaging me, the net shots. I need to keep up with the net shots. I haven't posted a quarter of what I've got. I, what... I know last weekend I got over 10 net shots just last weekend on them. And there's really not that many out there yet. So it's like I'm blown away. Honestly, how many they're actually catching? It is really impressive too, just like the fit and finish of the bait, like the the detail on the the scale work and everything is really yeah, cool. Yeah, the filling on the baits are really cool. Like how you got that molded in there. Yeah, it's it's definitely like once people get one in their hand, they honestly they I get a lot of that message too. Wow, I did not realize how nice these you know actually look. Yeah, because you only get so good on pictures. That's just right. Yeah, and I feel like plastic well, can, rubber baits just don't show the detail well in a photo. Yeah. 
that's an open pour you're using, right? Correct. Yes. Yep. I pour the back. I pour the back down. So be- yeah, belly pour, belly open pour. So the so the belly is the last layer that you that, that you do. Yep. Okay. That's pretty cool. And have you? I mean, your colors right now are are you're using like real bright rubbers and things like that. You're not doing any painting. Are you? Is that something that you plan doing? Because I'm not. I, that's something I'm not super crazy. About. You know, painted rubber. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I really plan on it someday. I haven't figured out when or why I want to yet. Other than I did have a guy actually. I bought one of my baits and painted it, and then sent me a video of it. And I realized how pretty they can be. Yeah. But the stuff is so toxic that you got to wear a respirator. I don't want to do that in my house. And that's all I have. You know, that's where I work is in my base with fans. And, you know, I have all the, I I have it ventilated very well, but I don't want to spray that stuff in my house. Not, I just, you know, until I can come up with a better place to paint, I am not painting any rubber anytime soon. Can we take, can we take a step back? I want to talk about, I don't know if you circle back around. Circle back around. I want to circle back, Brady. I want to talk okay. about I want to talk about the rattle baits for a second. Is did you kind of roll those into Bam Bam? Are you still making those? As of right now, I'm not. Just strictly, the only reason I'm not is because I'm not. I didn't get enough fish pictures, or I've caught fish on them. I've caught a decent number of fish, but it just they weren't producing like I wanted. And now I have something that does. So I want to put all my eggs into that basket, you know, with my time. I, I'm not saying I'm done, done with them, but for right now, I'm not making any, any wood baits at this time. And you've, you, I mean, you probably still have all the, it's not like you're throwing away the jigs or anything. So exactly, yeah. 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 If I decide one day that I want to make another batch of them, I could, I just have to dig all my, all my bait stuff back out that, you know, that I haven't been using for months, but it's now, now uh, cased in, in rubber drippings and pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so that makes mine like limited edition. Oh yeah. I would Hello, definitely muskies. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, muskies. I, I, I would hold, I'd hold on to that one. I'll even sign it special for you or something. If I ever become famous. 10 at 10. <laughs> trying to raffle. <laughs> I, I, the other thing we kind of touched on was the painting too. Cause I remember years ago, like you painting some of these baits for other people and things like that. I was like super impressed with how fast you came along with the painting part of it. You know, like talk about that for a second. Like how, what was kind of that, I guess the growth rate there seemed like it was a lot quicker. Like, how did you, did you get a lot of help there? How did you progress so quick? I wouldn't say help necessarily, maybe a little bit with air pressure and stuff like that. But honestly, most of it is just, I would take forever on every individual step and make sure I got it perfect. You know, I would, the amount of time it was taking me to paint one bait, it was not financially smart, you know, but I wanted to get as good as I could. Definitely not one of the best out there. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, I, I enjoyed that, setting down, listening to music, and painting. But I, I just took my time, I guess, and learned step by step by step. And I, every step I learned the hard way, that's for sure. Yeah, I was just curious. That's that... really the only way to learn it. You know, it, I think so many people want to pick up a uh, an airbrush and they expect it to look like the guys that 
you know, yeah. do these crazy jobs. And that's not easy, man. You got to learn how to layer. And, and God, God knows I, I'm not there. And I've, I don't ever even want to get there because it, it takes a lot of work to learn how and kudos to the guys that do it because guys oh, like I, Todd Leopardi make it look easy, man. Yeah. I sat and you look know, at some dates and I'm like, how many layers do they have on this thing? And how do they make that layer do this? Like if I, if I look at a bait long enough, I can figure a lot of them out, but there's some that it's just mind boggling. The amount of layers and depth they have to that paint. Oh yeah. And then, look then at I some realized bakers. after doing it. Yeah. After doing it, I realized why baits are as expensive as they are. Those guys still aren't making any money on it hardly. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about like the fret holds, like in, in those types of paint jobs, like it's unreal. Like even Evan, Evan's stuff is some of his paint. Like you pick up on that. It's like crazy. And dude, I, I mean, I messed around a little bit. Like I ended up using spray cans at one point to, to mess around. And that was actually a lot easier than just like hand brushing. You know what I mean? Like, I think that, I think another cool part is like, I I don't know, maybe this is a question for you, Brady, on some of that. Like, do you feel like the base layers are critically important? Like when you're painting wood baits, because I always had a hard time. Like when I painted baits, like I could never get like the wood grain always came through and stuff like I could never get like more More epoxy. That's what it I is. Would, okay. Yeah, I would seal mine, and then I would do a minimum of three base coats of epoxy. And then scuff, hand scuff, and make it nice and smooth and pretty, clean it up, and then I would start painting. That's okay. three base coats of epoxy before you painted. Wow. Before I painted, and then four after, on every one of the baits that I've ever, every hard bait I've made. See, that actually Jeez. makes a lot more sense to me, because... The last like batch that I did of just messing around, like I did epoxy them a lot heavier, and I was thinking to myself, like, there's got to be a better way to get this thing smooth. And I just felt like maybe it was like a base paint or something like that. But that that makes a lot more sense to me now. And now, are you also epoxying in between each layer of paint? No, no, I I do my full paint job and then epoxy. I I I, I didn't I was I never really messed around with paint in between or epoxy in between paint okay i wasn't sure if if was something that guys did because you look at some of these things and some, some guys definitely uh, it, do looks like the paint is sitting on can almost see the paint sitting on top of other layers i know a lot of guys will do a majority of the paint and then they'll epoxy it let it dry scuff it again and then do gills uh fins those last little details that you can mess up They'll do that on a layer of epoxy, you know, in case they do mess up, they can scuff it again and get rid of it instead of trashing the whole bait or painting it black. That's what you do whenever you mess one up is you just paint the whole thing black. <laughs> That's why muskies love those ones. That's right. Muskies favorite, love black baits. Favorite color. <laughs> hey, I had a question about your um, bow fins. So yeah. you've been putting those out. I mean, the other thing, too, about the, like, colors and stuff, I always feel like all those net shots, like, they catch on a variety of colors. I mean, it, it seems like there's always, like, another one. It's not like you have a hot – there's a couple that seem like they're reoccurring, but it seems like all the ones that you put out there, then there's a corresponding net shot that that arrives afterwards. Yeah, I just – I got a new new color today. I got net shots from uh, Lake St. Clair, actually. I got it uh, – it's a somewhat of a perch color that hasn't caught yet that I'm aware of. 
I just got two new net shots from Lake St. Clair today on that color. I mean, it's, I, I, and I'm, I'm a firm, firm believer. Most of the time it's action over color, but that brightness sometimes like the right water, I'll throw the bright, the bright stuff or, you know, clean, clear water. I'm throwing natural 90% of the time. Not always, not everybody does that, but that's the way I, here's, here's a question for you with rubber baits. Do you feel like, like even you know, yours or mainstream ones, do you feel like there is a difference bait to bait in action? Yes. Like do some work better than others? Yes. I try to keep mine as close as possible, but going back years, I had a mag dog that I would, you couldn't have bought that bait off. I don't care how much money you could not have bought that bait off me. I had one exactly the same, but it didn't run exactly the same. They're all, I'm, I'm not, not all of them, but there is a lot that there's that they have that something special, just like your trolling baits that wear on one side funny that catch all the dang fish. Same way with casting baits. There's that, it has that special something that for some reason the fish seem to like. Oh yeah. I mean, I think guys have, guys have their favorite bucktails. I mean, the bucktail oh. that is the exact same as every other bucktail in their box, but that one catches fish, you know, yep, for sure. I, I, I have a couple of those bucktails. No, no, man, I, don't, I, don't throw, I don't throw bucktails too often, but when I do, I, I, you know, I got a couple good ones. Well, if you expect to be bro staff, you got to at least throw, you got to at least throw, <laughs> well, no, you already, you, you, you gave me a net shot already. I was going to say, I already gave you a net shot. Yeah, oh, that's all I need net shot. One. Brady's giving you more <laughs> net shots than I have. So there you that's go. Right. There you go. That's all it takes. Now, now how long does it take you to like make a batch of your baits? Cause it seems like you roll them out pretty small batch stuff. So, I mean, like when you make a new batch, how, how long has that process been for you? It really depends, honestly, what go, what's going on at home. If I have a full day to go and pour baits, I can, you know, I can produce a decent number in a day. I've never honestly done the math or seen how many I could truly do in a full day, but you know, I, I can do in an evening, I can do eight to 10 probably, you like know, start to finish. Uh, I, well, that's poured. I would still have yeah. to hang, hang hook, put hook, hooks on them. And I, I hand test every single bait. I take them to the pond and I throw every bait and tune them to make sure they are running right when they leave my place. You know, I, I don't know what I'm going to do when the ice comes on and we got show season. I know a guy with an indoor pool, so that I'm hoping I can talk him into let me go talk to my, uh, all my, you know, a couple hundred baits that I'm planning on taking to the show in his pool. Hey, just you know, get a, get a hotel room and just test it out in the hot tub. Listen, I'm not above that. Well, I was going to say, like, you know, a certain lore maker in our area walks in and established a relationship with the hotel and they're okay with it. So you might want to give that a shot. Just asking. I, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to talk to the guy I know. I know him pretty well. I, I think he'd be okay with me, uh, you know, testing it this winter before the show. That's what I'm hoping for anyways. There's a hot tub above Poundtown that you can uh... – test your baits in but the only catch is you got to get in there too <laughs> oh I, I would definitely be in that and you have to let me take pictures of the baits of the baits of the baits of the baits okay as yeah. long as it's off the bait some pictures i just want to take some pictures <laughs> so you... you were talking about two for the uh you know what does one nor have to do if if the bait gets out of tune i'm looking at it and are you talking about more just adjusting the, the it, screw it would be, out, you know, the eyelet? Well, your harness. I have one here too. So your line tie on top, 
if it gets all twisted up, you know, you try to just straighten the body out, just like with a uh, regular mag dog that's not a pro with a flexible harness. What are you laughing at, Donnie? <laughs> but I, I was everybody swinging their I'll dicks around. I'm just picturing the fucking blowjob class on the old school movie. <laughs> but I'll, I'll hold on to the bottom the the bottom front hook hanger and a a pair of pliers on the top, and I will tweak that in either direction, whichever way the bait is running. If it's running off to the left, you tweak it left, or you tweak it right. I mean, you know, you follow it just a little bit and you can normally get, you can always get them right back to two. Okay, cool. Well, that's, so that's, that's what you do. Like if it's rolling over onto one side. Yes. Yep. Yep. I, uh, yeah, just bend, I hold on to the front, the front hook hanger down here with my yeah. fingers and then bend the top one with a set of pliers. Okay. Tweak it one way or the other until I get it to run back to normal. That's what Greg Tim. Oh, oh the lure tuners. Uh, that little tool. Yep. Gonna be is perfect. You should have one. I got you one. I know. I know. I have one. It's, it's in my. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It's in my. It's on. It's in my bag. It's on the boat, man. That was. I, I think that's that one of these fancy tuners. That's what. Uh, talking with him was really interesting. As far as like, he was. He's very meticulous about like time per operation for each like different type of lure and. And that's that's, that that's a smart way to do it if you're going to do it as a business. I do yeah. it as a hobby, right? And I know a few ways that I could, you know, double or uh, maybe triple, you know, production. I do it because I enjoy it. I do it right. for fun, you know. I do it when I have time. Now, come show season, I'm already starting to stress over show season. I'm already ordering. Oh, just wait, man. Well, I, I'm. That's why I'm stressing now, Owen, so I can have. I want to have enough done by January that I'm not stressed anymore. That's my plan. I got enough wires in the mail the other day that I doubt I'll have those done by the end of next year is how many I ordered at one time. I what just, the, oh, good. So like when you, when you make the baits, are you pouring one at a time or do you have like a mold with like five of them or I, I right at this moment, I pour two at a time. Okay. I have two molds right now. My molds are, uh, quite expensive i mean not extremely expensive but like it takes almost a full gallon to make one mold my uh silicone molds oh okay and that's over a hundred dollars a piece you know right. but also the amount of plastisol each one of my baits takes i can't hardly do more than two at a time without heating up more plastisol because it's my cup's already empty you know a, one of these cups one of these these the Pyrex cups, yeah. they don't last yeah. very long whenever I start pouring bait. Then I got to heat up more plastisol and keep mixing colors. And that's kind of, that's, you know, a big issue with speed, I right. guess. Now, you you have two two different versions. The one I'm holding up here has the little whole tail. Is that the shallow? That is a shallow, yes. Oh. And like I was saying, I don't, I don't know if you, I think you might have walked out. And my deeps have the belly weight on them. All my deeps now come with a one ounce belly weight on it and no hole. External belly weight. Yes. I don't think I have any down oh. here. Like the, uh, I think you saw, I have, I have like down the down chaos yeah, tackle yeah. mix. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you can see. I, I got this. Oh, yeah. My initials in it and stuff. 
the oh, yeah. one ounces, the smaller ones will be on the belly of all the all the deeps. That's how I prefer them. Weight weight wise, that's how I prefer them is with that one ounce weight on it. That's cool. why I made it that way. What was the bigger one there? Is that two ounce or that's ounce an ounce and a half? And a half around about an ounce and a half. Yeah. And I and I, I, I like so lately I haven't found a good way to ship the the weights, just the weights to people if they want to buy them. Right. You know, it makes sense for them and for me shipping wise. But anytime anybody's been buying a bait off me, I'll offer them belly weights. You know, did you want a couple bit belly weights, you know? And I'll offer the, you know, for a little bit extra money. Yeah. Now have you thought about uh making like a jigging version? I haven't, not that I wouldn't, but honestly, my deep gets down quick enough that right. you definitely could. I've thought about a few other, I have a few ideas for show season that I'm looking into, but I wouldn't say necessarily jigging. I do know a guy that got one jigging my bait Okay. with one of the deeps. He was just straight vertical jigging it below the boat and he caught it. They have enough of that the head drop that they have, it right. works well, well for jigging. I'm hitting you with the right Well, it's interesting. I don't know if you guys, uh, if you guys took have have had a moment to watch the new 54 bus video that that compares the Medusa dog with the... the quad dog. It's a pretty interesting video because you you I never really noticed the the difference in the action, like where the bulldog really has a more of a head sink, where yeah. the Medusa. Is more of kind of like a flat float. fall. Yeah, almost float fall. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's and, why I like know. toads. Toads have, the, I like aggressive head drops. That's what I like personally. I've caught a lot of fish on Medusas too. But even my Medusas always have an ounce and a half weight on the belly of them. Always. Like, most of the time if I'm throwing rubber, it has weight on it. I just like a quicker head, head first drop on all my baits. My dog, my when I throw mag dogs or pounders, I throw ounce and a half weights on the line tie. So it really makes the instead of the front hook hanger, it's the line tie. So it's straight head first on the fall. Hmm. That's what that's the way I prefer to throw rubber. It's got it more of a hop and with a straight drop instead of gliding through the water. I know well, I think definitely something I always liked here, about this. When when Colin was on here, was he talking he likes his rubber, he likes his pounders to like the flat fall. Is that what he said, Donnie? Oh, Kellen. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was like, yeah, Colin. Like, <laughs> call, yeah, call it. What's the difference? You know, Mac <laughs> Bid, oh, Mac Bid when he was on here. Yeah. 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 But, yeah Kellen he loves the bulldog. The big, Swami, big bulldog. Swan Samson. Yeah. <laughs> he likes to throw the pounders, and he said, like, uh, you know, the pounders seem to they glide. A little bit more. Flatter, they don't yeah. have quite the same head drop as the mags. He he, he likes that pounder. I think yeah. I think he more so just likes to throw the pounder. Bigger size. Because, yeah. What's, yeah. Just, what is just because? What's the mag? Is that just to like make me feel answer? inadequate? I'm not sure how long or how much the uh, mag weighs. It's there. You have the regular dog that's like ten mm -hmm. or twelve inches. It's the one the mag, between and the that pounder. and the the pounder. pounder. Yeah. Yeah, if I only, before I started making my rubber, if I was only allowed to have one, it would definitely be a mag dog year round. Not an Anywhere. ultra dog. You know, I, I own an ultra dog. I haven't caught one on it yet, but I throw it. It's it's fun throwing it. Here's the Brutal. shit out of everyone new eye when you cast it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't backlash her. You ain't gonna have it very long. <laughs> <laughs> See ya.
So I'm I actually I am really interested in the baits because you I mean we've talked about all the net shots and everything like you really have kind of come out of nowhere and have not just made kind of a pretty bait but a bait that is obviously catching fish uh and that's what more do you want out of a bait maker than than legit fish picks you know that's, I mean, that's, that's all i want is that, yeah. like i love you know waking up in the morning or sitting on the couch and all of a sudden i get a net shot i'm at work i get a net shot i get i don't care how small it is i get pumped every time i get a net shot i just does that to me now that guy is confident in my bait he's gonna throw it more He's going to catch more fish and he's going to want to buy more of them. You know, it works for everybody. I okay, so love. Here's a question. Yep. Do you remember your first? Oh, I do remember my first. I caught the first yeah. one on the boat then. So I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never forget it. I won't. I won't anytime soon. The biggest on the bow fin so far, I got a kid out of Ohio, a guy out of Ohio, Justin. He caught, I woke up the one morning. That was awesome. That was awesome messages to wake up to. I think he caught four fish that night on my baits and broke his pb got a 51 inch ohio muskie on mine i was nice pretty blown away whenever i seen that that's the biggest one that i know of so far that's the biggest one so far that's a good one we're gonna break we're gonna get donnie to break out this year Uh, (laughs) in ohio yeah wherever wherever he wants he's always traveling he'll catch it somewhere i appreciate your confidence (laughs) <laughs> so you're going to be doing both new york that is the plan yes I, I am signed up as of right now for new york and as soon as i can find a place to sign up for musky max i will do so yeah you know what i haven't seen uh the official sign up sign up released yet so i i did that- i did have a message from one sean leah party and yeah. he he asked me to convey this on the podcast at some point and say no better time than now. He's been extremely busy. <laughs> he's working on exhibitor packets. Information will be out shortly. So I, know, I will be at Max. I know everybody's uh chomping at the bit. Musky Max is still around. It's still happening. It's at a new venue, but Sean's super busy. He's got his business has taken off. He's doing all kinds of stuff. So he uh yeah, I'm hoping to get him on here at some point to kind of talk through this because I've had at least six or ten people ask me, and I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea what's going hey, you're on. The, you're the videographer. You ought to know this stuff, Ryan. You're the face yeah. of the Musky Max. No, yeah. no. You're the, you're the is, cameraman of the Musky Max. That is, that is, I don't know that that's true, but I will say this. I still never posted the video from this past year. So, oh, really? some, that, oh, that's a it's teaser some, to lead into the new year that's what me. i was going with at this point because it's like 75 percent done but i was debating whether or not i leave the the part at the beginning with donnie talking about how much money he spent in the first three minutes of the show <laughs> it's yeah, done it over with now you might that, as well yeah that's yeah. why it took you nine months just yeah, you no. were debating over that no it's just couldn't decide what to do no, I had issues with cameras and it's grainy and it's like, I don't really want to sit there. And I have like, it's, it's like an hour and a half. I'm like, you guys know, like these videos just get too long and nobody's going to watch the whole thing. So I'm just like, uh, do you I made post Jake, it? You made Jake and I do that intro scene and it never, no it's one there. ever saw, never saw the light. It's of there. Day. It's there. There's a song at the beginning and there's, we don't need <laughs> to talk about this, but Musky Max is still on. 
It's happening. Be patient. Sean will get that stuff out here, hopefully, before the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, I, yes, I plan on being at both shows. Then, what can people expect at New York at, at the New York booth from Bam Bam? Uh, I plan on. Yes, I think Katia is putting close to the Big O's booth, so hopefully, we're going to be nearby each other. I said, oh, if you have an so... opening, I have to go. Uh, I need to hang out with Owen, so if i do catch this this big fish on one of your baits between now and then does that mean that i could you know maybe meander over and be pro staff at bam bam baits uh i'll take care of you then wear a different hoodie this year what's that last part <laughs> yes I'm, I'm, i'll be wearing a different hoodie this year Oh, yeah, yeah uh, I, I'll definitely hook you up if you get a 50 on one of mine, Tony. There, there's no doubt. I'll hook hey, you up. Hey, Brady, are you going to put Swinky on your banner? If he, Oh, if he gets a 50, he'll be the face <laughs> of my company. <laughs> Something tells me we none of us have to worry about that. Yeah, I don't think you got to worry about that. I'm not going to run into one of those any, anytime soon. But, but at the New York show, I don't know number-wise. This is my first show. I have no idea what to even show up with bait number wise i don't want to have i want to make sure i have enough that i bring some home i don't want to not sell somebody a bait i know these guys they want to sell out of the show i don't want to i want anybody that wants to buy one or five or ten i want them to be able to buy a bait and fish the bait well, so here's, i mean he, here's what here's what i'll tell you kind of what i learned as a first you know my my first year's exhibit first time. is it yeah Definitely remember my first time. I'll always remember it. Uh, is that you know people walk into these shows and for the most a lot of muskie get pretty savvy, you know, and they know when they go there they're gonna spend uh, the amount of money that guys spend at these shows. They generally know what they want, so getting them to to to, to part with money that they had allotted for other bait other baits is tough as a first year bait maker unless sure. they've seen your pictures and they then they then there are guys that are going to come and say hey i want to keep 30 40 bucks in my pocket and make sure i pick up a bam bam to give it a try yeah and then also i want i'm planning on you know having the smaller version as long as it's fish approved by then that's i won't sell a bait unless i've caught fish on it that's just the way i I will not sell a smaller version, even though it's the same thing and I know it'll catch. I will not sell unless it has fish on it, period. Like, that's just how I am. Yeah. And I have, you know, the few guys that I'll get get the baits to. If I get some fish on them, I'll pl I'm planning on releasing those at the New York show. I plan on bringing a, a very high number of baits is my plan as of now. Have you started Here's stockpiling now? I have a, a handful, not many yet. I'm still, honestly, most, anything I've sold at this point, all the money has went back into it for like I, the amount of wire I bought the other day. It's fairly cheap, but the amount I bought, it wasn't a cheap bill coming out of there. And I just ordered another uh, 15 gallon of Plastisol in one whack. That's not cheap. Just the shipping alone is disgusting, but I'm, I'm trying to get from here on out. Anything I sell is just to buy material for the shows. Here's a question for you. Do have you monkeyed around trying to troll the the bow fins yet? No, I have not. No. I I think you could get away with it. I know a few people that do that in the river 
for Donnie. Donnie. That nice and slow with, you know, the pounders and stuff. I don't know I'm what you're talking about. <laughs> but I know you could slow. Yeah. You know, if I was going to do it, I'd Theoretically, I you probably could troll <laughs> rubber. probably could. If I was going to do that, it would be the middle of winter whenever everything slowed down a little bit, get them in the right water column and, you know. Allegedly. I just want to know when, when it's going to get added into the, the Musky Mike's trolling secrets. <laughs> Third edition or whatever it is. Yeah, I have not tried it yet, but I'm I'm sure you could at slow speeds. But I might have to just, tinker around with that on with mine. You just Maybe let me know when you put a bill in those bad boys. I'll just add more weight for you, Ryan. It'll pull I'll them just, down. I'll get the I'll get the fish hawk out. I'll get you a nice little depth <laughs> curve on it. Oh no! Yeah. Uh, oh, troll fish. My my other question is is. <laughs> Does anybody have wheel weights left in New Bethlehem to, to melt all this lead down? Well, the buggies, they don't get wheel weights, so we don't, you know, it's hard to find lead in the, in the Amish community. You're just pulling out old houses and stuff. Stealing <laughs> yeah, all the old pipes. pipes. That, that's yeah. why he got that bigger truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, I think, I think last I knew I had like 250 pounds of clean lead right now, so I mm. should be good for show season. Jesus. Where do where do you get lead? Do you just buy? Uh this time I found a guy that had literally had two hundred and sixty pounds of clean lead. Yeah, for a reasonable price, I drove to his house, handed him cash, and walked away with a bunch of clean lead. There you go. But there's guy. I mean, you can order it off the internet. There's there's a lot of local cat catfish guys are where you get lead at. Okay, so you the just like lead. find the find the local lead plug. You know, it's, yeah, it's like you're. Your dealer. Yeah, you got a lead guy. I got a lead guy. I don't have a lead guy. Well, that's has got a guy. Brady's going to be my lead guy. Well, I've Owen, thought. Owen, where do you get all your egg sinkers for your what? Your uh, bucktails? Do you, you buy them? I buy them right now, but I actually did buy a melting pot, and I've just never gotten around to to doing that. That was one of the things that I was planning on trying to do before shows. Honestly, the speed wise, especially egg sinkers, they are so fast to pour. Like I have the, I mean, it's I, simple. I have the ounce and ounce and a half mold. Sounds like Brady wants okay. to be your uh, egg sinker guy. Yeah, I, maybe I you could be my, maybe you could be my lead guy. You got a, you got a three ounce, three ounce and I a five ounce on there. I don't, I don't have that one. You'd have to buy those molds. Jeez. Wow, what kind of lead guy are you? That's right. what I had thought about going guy. to like not the, the guy, not the guy. He's, you can tell guy. he's just the middleman. I always wondered <laughs> if you could just go to the scrapyard and buy like junk lead I, there. I believe you can, and you can also. I know you can go to different, you know, uh, mechanic machine mechanic shops and buy yeah. lead. Problem is, I don't want dirty lead because right. that's stuff that gets you sick. You know, because that's I what, do, like wheel weights. I guess now aren't lead. Yeah, most they're of like, them. Yeah, there's something, some weird. Donnie? Dumb question for somebody who never tried to make <laughs> weights. What the hell's the difference between clean lead and dirty lead? Other than obviously it's dirty. When you melt Great, lead down, Donnie. when you melt lead down, all the imperfections and stuff rise to the top. Okay. And you, have to scrape, you have to scrape that off with a spoon or something. You know, you get rid of all those imperfections. 
That's the stuff like if especially like bigger hunks of lead, if you do it out, you wouldn't want to do it in your house. That's for sure. You don't want to do it outside and melt down a lot of it at one time. All that stuff that rises to the top is the stuff that'll pretty much kill you. Like it, you, so, you don't want to breathe that stuff in. So you want clean lead. That's what like wheel wet weights and stuff now are like some goofy alloy. It's not lead lead like. Yeah. Like back so, in the day. So clean lead, someone else has already done this process or, for you? Yes, they've already done okay. the dirty one. Uh, yes. uh, okay, or I was going to say, is this just you find a clean lead mine or whatever? It's, it's, it's like it's like clean it's like sour papaya it's the clean <laughs> whenever Very you get clean <laughs> wait brady since you're a lead guy tell me this my brother told me that he told me if you bite too many of the split shots your balls shrink is that true uh i haven't had that problem yet all right but that's I've, why, I've I, that's why i stopped using them at this point i'm not worried about lead poisoning because when i was younger walking through the woods i put my pellets my lead pellets in my, my cheek for about you know when i needed my next shot i'm still kicking so it can't even be a real thing at this point all right i'll t- I'm, i'll report back to him did you okay. really suck on lead is that i didn't is that suck a- on it, it just Jeez, sounds I, like it I mean i spit it out it was ammunition ryan easy <laughs> Take it bowling, dude. I didn't buy that shoes. <laughs> shoes. I didn't buy it a beer. <laughs> Not taking your turn, dude. Oh. Oh. I just knew this was. Pride. I just knew I was. This was gonna be a cringeworthy, like the whole oh. way through. What do you mean? It's great. It's great radio. What do you mean by that, Ryan? You know, am I not a good enough guest? Oh, yeah. You're an outstanding citizen. He's not. (laughs) He just said that he's not stealing car batteries and melting them down. (laughs) Yeah. I got it. Should be. So, who's. Are you going to bring the whole family up to New York, or is it just going to be you? Are you going to be batching it for the weekend? Uh, I believe, as of right now, I know my woman's coming with me. We might bring the kids for a day. Her sister actually only lives 20 minutes from Chautauqua. Oh, so wow. she'll be there for, you know, majority of the time. I'm sure if she gets bored listening to idiots like us, you know, she can just go to hang out with her sister for a while. But so yeah. as of right now, we're not really sure if it's just going to be me and her, if we're going to find a sitter for the weekend or bring the kids. Has she been to a musky show before? No. Ooh. Oh. So she's gonna so she'll always remember this. She will remember it. She will remember it. Especially if Nate buds there. She'll definitely remember it. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear my best outfit. That would be greatly appreciated. Wear my Sunday best. How how long does it take you to get the buggy to Chautauqua? I'm right right around two hours to Chautauqua. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, it's it's and it's honestly an easy drive up too. That's I need to fish Chautauqua more. You know, if I had a legal boat, I would, but I don't. So, you know. It's New York. You can do whatever you want. That's actually That's pretty quick. For, it's for just illegal horses. in PA. Right. <laughs> two, two HP. Two HP. <laughs> so can we talk about your Photoshop game? Where that came to be. Yeah. I'm, I mean, if you would like, what would you like to know, Donnie? Is it I'd self-taught like, or is it yes. just a natural gift? Or? It, oh, it, it's it's what came, realistic. What came first, the musky or the Photoshop? Because, I mean, you're <laughs> Actually, pretty good at both. So did you have musk- prior experience with Photoshop or did you get into, you know, refacing 
people on on random bodies after musky fishing. After muskies, actually, DJ started this all because DJ would Photoshop me in random pictures, and then it became wars. I don't know if any of remember those wars. Oh, on Facebook. I, I remember the wars. <laughs> That's when Brady had to get good at Facebook. I had to. There was no option. So now I just do it for fun. I have nobody to compete with anymore. Nobody wants to play. And I try to behave myself a little bit more these days on Facebook because back then I didn't, you know, there wasn't much of a filter on what I'd put on Facebook. But, yeah, it's it's mostly just self-taught. And uh, you, you guys, there for a while, I was I was really hitting the, the Hunks gang. You know, the the NSYNC and the NWA, those were some of my favorites. You know, my right. favorite Hunks moments. We might have to release that. We might have yeah, to release maybe. the NWA one for sure. At least put it on a couple on the flyer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I and a couple so. that you know you probably can't put on Facebook, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know I know Brady thoroughly enjoyed my my pain face from the bang and bottom oh, charter. That yeah, one gotta... you can make some beauties with that. There's a, no doubt about that. That's good I have material. That, I have that saved on my phone just just in case you need it, like that's well, what Nick, I. Nick with his hair standing up too. That's that's my favorite Nick one. He's got his hair all stood straight up in the air. Let Looks me tell you, I'll blow your hair back, Brady. Oh, don't you try me with a good time. He's got my head with a, a blue Mac bid hat and a smile that he's been putting on every every person that holds a twenty inch vertically for like the last three years. With a boga, there's a boga in there. Uh, do you remember that, Donnie? People actually got mad because they thought that was really you. Yes, yes. I posted it in my group, and people actually thought it was it Donnie. It was so good, yeah. The, the, like it got taken down for a little bit. Yeah, they were they were yelling at me. Why would you post a picture of him holding a fish like that? And I'm like, you look at the picture a little harder. It ain't real. Because I actually like the you know the shitty photoshops where you can really tell it is not real. Those are my favorite. Those right. are what make me laugh. They got, they're they're they put a face on a face. Perfect. I don't do that. I just slap it on there where it lands, it lands. But that one landed perfect, I guess. <laughs> too accurate. Hit a little too close yeah. to home. Too real. Too, I just got too good for a day there. Yeah. Donnie's legend, legendary bumping of subs is uh, too believable. Yeah. They're like, look at this guy. Now he's bogoing them too. <laughs> Jesus. Now he's acting like Brian with that dang bow. What do you do to have all this free time to to fish and to Photoshop? Well, I uh, make baits. Steals copper pipe. I work for the railroad. I work for Buffalo Buffalo and Pittsburgh Railroad. Okay. I work Monday through Friday, six to two. Now I used to when I really had a lot of time. I worked four to noon. I was tired all the time because I was getting up at two thirty in the morning for three years. But I had a lot of time to do whatever I wanted to do. I have a pretty laid back job at the at, at my job. So I got time to, you know, make a it only takes me two seconds to make a good Photoshop. Work hard, play hard. <laughs> Owen's always telling me I got too much time. I just I like to go full all in on everything I do. <laughs> you look super relaxed in the cave. I will say that. You just you you, you look like you played hard today and now you're relaxing. <laughs> I there's definitely hard playing. Dude, Nate. <laughs> Because I was driving in work and I'm sitting in traffic Parkway East and a school bus is right next to me in traffic and we're moving real slow. A breaks out in the school bus and these kids were 12, 12, 
11, 12 years old. Um, being told my internet connection is unstable, sound terrible. So about that. But dude, I felt so bus driver. Because here he is trying to drive this bus and it's fighting literally right behind him. And you're in standstill traffic, and it looked like there was a teacher on there. Like these kids were going at it. It was like a WWE match. Like I people throwing elbows and like throwing kicks and stomps. I was like, geez, oh man. Like I feel bad for that. that that's that, a random uh, that's a random Wednesday for Nate. That you know, I know that, that's what that that made me think of him. I'm like the problem yeah. with all of it is is because the teachers can't do anything these days. When I was in school, I'd get in a fight, but I know I was getting whooped whenever after it was all said and done by the teacher. Now Listen, they don't care. They got yeah. I got really good tackling form, and all the security guys were like, Did you play football? I'm like, 2002 state champs. <laughs> <laughs> I ran Paul next to his back up. Listen, yeah, you get tackled by Paul Plus, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you learn you learn some things. That's what my buddy is a teacher and he's like, Oh yeah, you know, we just call it restraining now. He's like, but it's wrestling moves. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> if you're locks. if you're a career little brother, you just learn some things also through that grind. And yeah, I don't care how big you are. I, I, I got weasel moves. <laughs> there was always that crafty teacher that knew how to, you know break up a fight there was this one there was a dude at my high school who was this you know little kind of weasley science teacher but he was a vietnam vet and whenever a fight broke out man he was like the first one in there and he just had a way of just like being in the middle of everything that broke out and he handled the shit you know he yeah. just he just got done listen i already had my tooth knocked out at Oktoberfest. it's a fake one it can go again <laughs> i don't care <laughs> I've nothing to lose. Go head first in. Ready to pull the ripcord at any time. That's right. Let's talk about all these fights. Like, we never, I had 700 and some kids in my graduating class at Hemfield, and we never had fights. Oh, my God, dude. We had crazy fights at Woodland Hills, man. Nowadays, it's all guns. That that was a normal every day of the week. Somebody was fighting. We never had fights. We had one time. these These two chicks went at it in the hall. There was hunks of hair laying in the hallway. It was it was disturbing almost. Yeah, it was those, great, but it was also disturbing. Those ones are the worst. There's always the telltale signs, like the earrings coming out. That's where you put the chair between them, real quick. It, <laughs> it, that usually mitigates stuff. And I've yeah, been, when they I, start I've, taking things out, right? That you got like five seconds, and then you just arms out and push them right into the elevator, hit the button, and let them go. <laughs> just one, like then they go down. Then you can get the other person. Like I have a whole technique. <laughs> Nate's Nate's tips and tricks. Yeah, is this uh was this recently? Maybe we shouldn't talk about this. The big brawl that happened outside of in what uh, was that Market Square? The one that I was in. Were you in that one? No, <laughs> I was like in a couple. The kids outside, it was like Market your, Square. The kids in. I think it was kids from your school out in Market Square. Well. That, it, People, yeah, I mean, my kids get out, but then all the other schools from Pittsburgh also have to go downtown. So it's just a whole combination of stuff. But I've been out there in the street. I've been known to be out there in the streets. (laughs) (laughs) I wish everybody could see your face when you just said that, how confident you were when you said it. That's what made it the best. 
Listen, I'm I'm on people's <laughs> cell phone footage. <laughs> getting pun- getting punched in the head at the point. <laughs> Did you really get punched in the head at the point? Yeah, I'll text you guys the picture right now. Yeah, when, when, used, used when my student graduated, he's like, I got a video fights. for you. And I was like, what is it? And it was like, yeah, me getting like pummeled while I was like tackling somebody. <laughs> <laughs> this but is you know why what? you're this... teacher of the year. And this is what skills that make me a great, well, not a great musky fisherman, but a musky fisherman. Just brain damage. And, <laughs> you know, CTE. We have that brain damage. Yeah, do. CTE. <laughs> An enjoyment of pain and misery. Yeah, Ugh, one, one more, <laughs> more, more. <laughs> Another one. Another fresca. Another icy light. <laughs> this explains <laughs> a lot. So, uh, you're not a Steelers fan, Brady. I am not a sports fan. The only sports I watch is UFC. That's it. I can't like. My team, my team, my team, all that stuff I always hear. You don't play. You just give them money to disrespect everything. I, I don't not. I'm just not. No time of the day at all for any of it. I know we, how much Brady hates NFL football. We've talked about this before. Yeah, I, I, I would watch hockey. I, I, I could see myself getting into hockey. That's about it. Hockey and UFC. All the other sports, I have no time for that whatsoever. Yeah. Well, I was listening to the uh, the Muskies on Tap podcast, and they mentioned, uh, you know, the the Packers losing to the Steelers. And, you know that that made me think, you know, about we have ones coming up this week, and just the absolute hatred that that being in Cleveland, but. Went to the Super Bowl in two thousand. When did when did the Steelers play the Packers Super Bowl in Dallas? Two thousand ten. Yeah, you guys have problems. Okay. you remember that. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, so I went to Dallas and went to the Super Bowl and ended up spending a lot of time with just people down there and got really really drunk with a whole shitload of Packers fans. <laughs> And they were nice freaking people. Like, they just beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl, and you would think uh, you would, like, for blood. But the people from Green Bay were, like, the nicest people. They were so much like Pittsburghers in in uh, you know, in the good ways that, that, that you know, Pittsburghers are. Uh, and, you know, you know, it just made me – I wanted to mention that because I know we got some guys listening to the podcast that are Green Bay fans. I'll tell Man, you – I. That's something I will always take away from that is that I wanted to hate them. I wanted to, but they were just all just nice people. I told Gus this, this past week as we were talking about it. And I said, you know, if I wasn't, if I didn't bleed black and gold, I would be a Packers fan. And that's like, honestly, the truth. Like I love green Bay and that's just the, it's yeah, like you said about bad. the people and the fan base and stuff, but I know Brady doesn't want to talk about. This. I'm, I'm going to yeah. say if, if you guys are into football, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to head to bed. I got to get up at uh you know four thirty. <laughs> but you guys have fun with your football chat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a football chat. Right, so Brady, anything you want to talk? You know, anything you want to bring up? Anything new that you want to you know talk about? 
Not really. I just, uh, you know, Donnie dealing with all of Donnie's stresses of uh, a, a horrible year of fishing is what I get from Donnie. I just, I've had rough years. I've had rough patches. I went at one point in time, I remember losing 17 fish in a row. No idea why. Still to this day, I couldn't tell you why. I thought, mm-hmm. oh, my hooks aren't sharp enough. What, whatever. I thought everything. It just happens. I, the only way to make it better is just go keep fishing. That's it, you know. But I also, I started catching more fish whenever I started focusing on just fishing less bodies, less traveling, more fishing. If I can get away for a weekend instead of driving two days to get there, a day there, a day back, fish for four days instead. You know, I, I've caught more big fish. I should, I guess maybe I've caught more big fish in the last two years than I did all the years leading up to that. And I think a lot of that is just staying and fishing, fishing big water or big fish water and less traveling to big fish water. I get the idea of leaving, you know, like you guys go to Nipissing. That would be awesome. That to me, would I be upset if I went and spent a whole week of vacation, all the money, to go to Nipissing and not catch a fish, would I be upset? I wouldn't be upset just because it's musky fishing, but it would start to hurt after year after year after trip after trip. But when Donnie said, I remember him saying about, you know, yeah, you, you were all excited because he's seen a big fish, Owen. He was mad because the fish didn't eat. I hate follows. I don't even want to see a follow. Because if I see a follow, I'm doing something wrong, is my thought process. If I do a follow and it doesn't eat, I did something wrong. Whether I did or not, I'm not saying I did. Sometimes they're just going to follow right. and they're not going to leave. A lot of times they're going to do that. But I'd re- I'm to the point now I'd rather not see those big fish follow because it just makes me sick to my stomach knowing that maybe I should have been throwing a different bait and she would have ate if it went by her. You know, it, you overthink all that. But I just, I just think, you know, staying local for me or, you know, one trip a year instead of, I mean, old Donnie boy, he got around this year. Donnie boy's got around a lot the last few years. And I've I think pretty Donnie, much done that since the beginning. Yeah, I, I truly believe, Donnie, probably, if you find your body for water. Probably one of my downfalls as far as, yeah. I mean, but you also learn from a lot of people. That's the, you know, the, the positive side of things is what you've learned from all these different people you fished with. You have it in you, Donnie boy. You just got to do her there. (laughs) (laughs) It just, I I get the whole giving up thing. When I went 17, I went 0 for 17, and I was literally ready to just say, you know, I was ready to give it up. I was, I couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong. But I can tell you right now, the first big one after all that mess, it felt, it felt even better. That's why we just keep going. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, that's why, why do any of us do that? How do we talk? it like this you know and it's if you didn't care that much we wouldn't do any of this stuff so yeah it does when you don't catch them i mean not nearly as experienced as you or donnie in so when i when i say like i see follows as being a sign of success that me being on the absolute more novice end of this whole so to speak than guys like you or donnie or you know and ryan any of these guys and nate or like much more beginner, like we uh, we tons and tons of fish. I kind of get 
get excited when I do. But I get it. I mean, I they understand. Well, the, the other you know, way. A, a follow is a good thing because you were in the right spot at the right time. You know, you were fishing the right spot. But after you get a million follows, right, then you start getting to the point where you're just like, I don't want to see another fish unless it's unless I can force that fish to eat. <laughs> and that's yeah. and Donnie's giggling because he knows exactly what I'm saying. You get enough fish up to the eight that don't eat. You'd rather just just stop fish. I've literally seen a fish coming and I know it isn't going to eat. I've pulled my bait completely out of the water, knowing that it's not going to eat no matter what I do to it. You know, when they're eight, ten feet behind the bait, just lazy following, I'll pull my bait right out of the water. I I don't care because I'll just keep casting. No, move to the next fish. You know, because there are the fish that aren't going to do it no matter what you do. Can I ask you, Brady, I want your opinion on this because we talked about this on that podcast before about, about this whole big fish thing. But do you feel like this is this is definitely part of the progression of musky fishing where – you know, you guys have caught enough fish now to where you're almost transitioning to that like one big. I just want a big one. Is that possible? A hundred percent. At one point, I would take a picture with every single fish I caught. Every fish. It didn't matter if it was 28 or 45. It was getting a picture. You know, I'll still take a net shot if it's on a buddy's bait or my bait. You know, but if it's just on a run of a mill bait, I shake them at the boat if it's under 40 at this point. I don't. I don't pull them out of the net. I, I if I'll on net, you know, I'll unhook a fish if it's if it's under forty five. Most of the time, I don't take even take a picture with it anymore because I just want to get back to casting. At one point, and I still get excited. You know, I'm not trying to say I don't get excited. I still love catching muskie, no matter what the size is. But I don't. I I I just don't. You know, take the time to take a picture with it. I'd rather just move on and try for another a bigger fish. If that makes sense, but it definitely came with time. Yeah. And that's kind of, so like I'm dreading, this is just me personally. Like I'm dreading getting to that part of musky fishing to where like, cause I like right now, dude, it's, it, it's a lot less stressful, not even stressful, but like I had one of my buddies out yesterday and you guys know, you talk about the pressure when you have somebody that's never caught a musky, like there's a, there's a little bit of a pressure there to get them on a fish and it's not always easy, but like, I know that at some point I'm going to transition. I'm going to be more like Brady and Donnie and maybe Nick at this point where Nate, I don't know that you're there yet. Like Owen, you're not there yet. Like we still love catching 32s and 34s and 36s. Like I still get, I get that feeling of like the adrenaline and you get pumped up and you're screaming and you're high-fiving and it's maybe like a lot less than five years ago, but I'm just like dreading getting to the point where I'm just like want that one big bite because I know that I'm going to feel a lot of the same things you guys do. You get that follow or you get that rip and you see the fish and it, whatever. It's like, man, I don't know that I ever want to get there, but I I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. Believe me. I don't. I would rather, I wish I was still as excited over a 32 as I was a 45. I wish it's just, it naturally kind of happened, I guess. What what what's the what's the saying on here all the time? It just natural. Or what's what's your saying, Owen? Organically. organically, organically. Yeah, it just kind of organically happened. That now <laughs> I just I don't care. I guess I, it's not that I don't care. I still get excited. I still love catching a small fish. 
I just don't take the time to take another picture with another small fish. Right, right. You know, we've talked about it before on the podcast that, uh, you know, everyone has, is so, on a different sort of spot yeah. in their journey. Mm-hmm. Right. For sure. And that's, it's, it's like, like, I don't know, I guess, yeah, that, my frustrations, and we've talked about this more than enough that I don't think we need to get go down this road too, too much. But, like, I, I, I'm not saying that I don't enjoy catching you know, smaller fish or anything like that. Like I do, uh, it's, it's still fun to catch a muskie. And I, I certainly don't claim that I'm, you know, caught so many muskies that, you know, a fish doesn't matter or anything like that. It's just that ever since I started muskie fishing, you know, the idea of it for me, you know, muskie fishing isn't about catching a bunch of fish. It's about catching big fish right if you want to catch a bunch of fish fish for something else fish for walleye fish for bass so it's it's fun to catch muskies and i'd still you know on any given day i'd rather catch something than nothing but just just because but what you know what i really want to catch is a big one and it just gets frustrating in the fact that I, you know, for me personally, I just feel like I, you know, I've, I've put some a decent amount of time in and I haven't been able to, to get that, that bite yet. That, that wouldn't, you know, that doesn't really change the fact that, you know, if I go out and, and catch a 35 tomorrow on the river, like, I'm not saying I'm not happy about that. I enjoy it. Yeah, but exactly. it's still not, you know, it it's it's not what I'm after. It's not it's not achieving the goal. I guess I, I don't know. I don't and know I, how you put it into words, but it, it's not even like I'm again for me. It's not like about a number. Like you know, everybody gets wrapped up in like fifty or whatever. Like it's it's not even like oh, I I need to catch a fifty or or whatever, and I anything like that. It's just, I, I just like to get what I feel is a big, big fish under my belt, specifically in PA. Uh, you know how you do that, Donnie? Even, you know, you if know I had to that. travel, which I've tried to do. You know how you do that, Donnie? You stay in Fish PA. in PA. Yeah, you can't catch a PA. You can't fit, fit, catch a big one in PA if you're not in PA. <laughs> well, I, I agree with you. You are right. You are, <laughs> But I would have... I would be okay with that big one if it came out of Canada too, which is why I'm taking those trips. But, no doubt, no doubt. I need, I need, I, I, need I wouldn't more mind catching. I wouldn't mind catching a 55 or a 54 at an Ipsing. I certainly wouldn't be mad about I, it. It's not what I was thinking yeah, when I we got can't, into. Yeah, we can't it. all be as good as Owen. <laughs> we, yeah, we can't all right. be as good yeah, as Owen because, with because my, yeah, my my success is just so wonderful, right? I'm just. I you think say back, about, they say about the blind squirrel. Hey, you're the only one here that I know of that has a 54 hanging in their office. Well, yeah, that's I, true. I don't have again, the blind squirrel. <laughs> I just think it's interesting that eventually you get to the point where you don't feel like you need to post fish, you don't need to take pictures, and the excite. It's not that the excitement's not there. It's not that the fire isn't there. You know, it's just, it's kind of part of that progression where you just don't need to do it because you've been there, you know? And, yeah, and I, I, I stopped posting fish. I don't really post any of my fish anymore at all. At one point I did post every fish I caught. 
now I don't, my biggest fish have never hit the internet. You know, I don't, I don't have a reason to, I don't need, I don't need Facebook gratification and or mm-hmm. social media gratification, I guess at this point, I couldn't care less. You guys have seen my big fish because I talked to you guys a decent amount. You know, we have a little chat we talk in. My friends have seen my big fish. Those are the only people that need to see what I've caught. You know, it all changed. And I don't even know how it changed. It was just organically, as I would say. It's the organic (laughs) change. Yeah, and I I don't think there's anything wrong with either way. I just think, you know, there are people that post for the wrong reasons. And I think, you know, there's guys that post just because they like to see fish pictures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's always the guy on Facebook that, like, well, somebody posts their picture and someone um, has to post their own the under there. Like, I caught this one, you know, Drives two years me ago. absolutely nuts in it's their like, comments. Really? It's like, just yeah. shut up. You don't do yeah. your own post. Yeah, that drives yeah. me absolutely nuts. I'll have to start doing it to you, Owen, whenever you post that. <laughs> it cracks me up. I got to catch fish first before you could do that to me. <laughs> I've taken a different approach now. I just have everybody else reel them in and take pictures of other people. There ain't nothing That's... wrong with that. I can tell you right now, the enjoyment of letting putting anyone else on a fish, it don't matter if it's 32 for me now. If I take someone fishing, especially newer guys, anybody really, if they're excited with that fish, I get more excited when somebody catches a 30 than if I, if I catch a 45. Like, I love that part of it. Yeah, that that's like relatively new to me this year, you know, like, dude, I love it. I, I would, that's, that's how I'm going to do it from now on. Like, I, I hope that, you know, like I said before, I need somebody else in the boat with me. Cause I, if I don't, I just talk to myself and birds and everything else well, all day long, but yeah, and not talking badly. I like trolling. I do. I don't mind trolling every once in a blue moon. It's hard for me to do. But for you, Ryan, you like putting people on fish. There's nothing better. You can run six rods and they can reel them in. You yeah. still get, you are catching the fish. You're putting the people on the fish. Yeah, but you can captain, still have, right? yeah, you can still have the days where if you want to go catch one, you can go by yourself and run three rods, catch a fish and feel good about it. But if you want to go with people, putting them on fish, you've definitely seen it this year a lot in one year. The amount of people you put on fish, that, that feeling, is awesome. I'm sure your wife, your dad, your friends that you've put you're there on their first muskie this year, that's better than you catching a 50. I can promise you that. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I've never, I don't know what it feels like to catch big fish, but <laughs> I can tell you like, dude, it's awesome. I love it. I, that's what I want to do. Like, and that's, you know, I want to get these trips. Like I want to do nip and I want to get some of these trips with these guys and, and get out and have fun. But man, I, I love just being able to take people out. It's, it's been great. Those are different kind of fishes. I mean, I know that that conversation about solo fishing and, and fishing with a, a partner or like fishing, bringing a stranger out. But I mean, those like I think about the fish that that we encountered real early in the season, Ryan, that one at Arthur, you know, and like that was still a favorite fish moment. And it's not like it was my first fish. It could have been like a first PA fish. But like, I don't know, it just that that's a different type of experience too i guess it's out like bigger than just kind of like catching the fish itself but that experience of like doing it with a buddy and and i don't know what it exactly is like that feeling of it but it's the same thing as like putting somebody on a fish too i think 
that that shared experience where you're just like, hey, I'm going out for a good time. And hey, if we encounter some fish, that's great, too. And I don't know. We didn't even catch it. Now, that's like a top fishing moment of my year was that that early, you know, early summer trip going out and just dicking around. Yeah, I'm a solo guy 99.9% of the time. But when I take somebody, the I would rather them catch a fish. When I'm fishing with anybody else, it don't matter really who it is. If they were in my boat at least, I want them to catch a fish. I don't want to catch the fish. I want them to. I don't know what it is. You know, it's just that I get I get more excited when they catch a fish than I do when I if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you take I mean, do you take your boat out year round? I mean, not allegedly, maybe, because okay. my boat is illegal. Allegedly. So I mean, I wouldn't do such a thing. <laughs> do you take your kayak out? Yes, kayak out year round, unless the water's too warm or hard. Yes. I don't my boat does not get winter. It gets it gets what I call hillbilly winterized. Every time you pull it out of the water, you fire it up to make sure there's no water in the lines. Shut her back, let her run for a couple seconds, and shut her off. Yeah, my boats don't get winterized. I want to talk about this for a second. What you just said there, because I've had conflicting ideologies surrounding this. Like, let me tell you a story real quick. Donnie and I were fishing with Andrew, and I don't know if you remember this, but Andrew said. We pulled the boat out at the end of the day. Andrew said, hey, if you ever fish in cold water, make sure you do this. Popped the motor, blew the water out, and said, this is a good thing to do. Yes. I've talked to other people, and they're like, don't ever turn that motor on outside of the water. Listen, the motor has to get hot. And when I say hot, that means it has to be run. You could, I don't know, I don't want to give a time frame, but you have to let a motor run for quite a while especially in the wintertime, for it to get hot enough for anything bad to happen. Every boat I've owned, you fi- you trim the motor all the way down, let as much water run out of everything that it will. Fire it up, and I'll actually re- I actually rev mine for a quick second just to blow any water out of the lines that's in there. Just to split, really? you know, the nice... Yes, absolutely. Because, because I was just watching a, uh, I was just watching a, uh, a winterizing video on the mercury like my that i have that sounds gay and the guy like, winterizing like, do not he was like do not turn that he was like do not turn it over not even for a second it'll damage the impeller no i uh, it listen especially when you're pulling it out of the water the impeller is already wet there's water in the impeller so if you pull i'm not saying i would i wouldn't go out to my garage right now with everything dry and fire up yeah. my motor but whenever you're pulling it out of the water, your impeller's wet anyway. So there's water in the whole system. When you shut it down, there was already yeah, water in. Sense. So when you pull it out, I always fire mine up. I every single time. Once fall hits, if I think it might hit 30, 32 degrees before the next time I take it out, I want all the water gone so nothing freezes inside my motor and blows. You know, I don't want track lines and stuff inside my motor. I call that red, I call that hillbilly hill, hillbilly winterizing. Now, with that, so I started doing that just this, this fall. Like yesterday, I did that. And the other thing people tell you, like when it gets 32 or less degrees outside, always make sure you put your motor down. And one the one thing I realized, because I'm a dummy and I don't know this stuff, because I, I put that motor toter on, I back the boat in, and I lock everything up and I go in the house. Like when it's cold, do you always put your motor down? 
or do you leave it on the toter like after you you're done? I something? have to I have to put mine down just to fit in the garage. I have okay. I have to have yeah my boats like trailer and all my boats like twenty four twenty five feet. So I had I actually got one of the nice breakaway tongues from Muskie Maxis last year, and I have to trim my motor down just to fit in my garage. But yes, I still would. But honestly, once I once I pull my boat out, I trim it all the way down so all the water runs out anyways, and then I fire it up. So there's no water left in the whole system. But it's not a bad idea to trim it down, no. Because then anything that is left over would drip out before it would freeze. Yeah, that's what I started doing. And I feel comfortable with that. But there's people that are like, don't ever do that. And I'm like, yeah. Uh. Yeah, you'll you'll de- especially pulling it out of the water with everything being wet. I think you'll be totally fine. I'm not no mercury dealer there, uh, Nate, but <laughs> but that's what I'd do. But I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> Look how serious his face is, dude. He's very serious tonight. He looks sleepy. I'm so tired. Were you, you some, today. weren't you at some kind of kids event prior to this? Yeah, I got home at like seven thirty from school. I got there at like five in the morning. It's just exhausting. Yeah. It's about about time to, to call it a night here for that's for sure. I've been living on pretzel rods and icy lights. I'm just curious of what kind of conversation Owen's gonna have in his sleep tonight. Uh uh uh. <laughs> uh uh uh. Uh uh uh. uh, uh. I'll call you, you back. You didn't say the magic word. I got to call you back. Brady, do you have anything <laughs> else? Is there anything else you want to talk through? I don't think so. I, I'm i just – I'm excited for show season. i excited. You know, the baits right now are doing phenomenal, and winter's just hitting in PA. So this is the time when rubber is king, in my opinion. There, there's A rubber or a glide is the only thing I'm throwing this time of the year from here on out until we have hard water. And – I the net the net shots when I'm at work that keeps me that keeps me wanting to go to the basement and pour more baits. I I love it. Like today those Lake St. Clair fish, getting those net shots, that was that that made my entire day. I didn't fish today, but that made me, you know, my my day today was awesome because I got those net shots. Where can people go to see some of these net shots if you when you do post them facebook instagram what give us your your stuff your info uh right now i only have a private group it's bam bam bait co on facebook you have to you know i have to approve you into the group just to keep people like nate butt out of there <laughs> i'm in there you know, nonsense skip, but, skip, Cog- skip coggins is in there yeah, I, I, I'm looking out for them Skip Coggins people, you know. I I just want to keep it so, you know, it is bait-related. You know, there's there's some memes and stuff that used, especially if you look, scroll way down through there. There's lots of funny stuff in there still. But that's where, as of right now, I need to make an Instagram. I need to make a regular Facebook page. But right now, I just have that private group. That's where, that's the only place as of now you can get any of my baits. Uh, so, so are you ready to get flooded with uh, with requests once this this episode airs? I hope so. I, I'm I'm at uh, not 950 ish right now. I'm thinking if if I once I hit a thousand, I'm gonna do a giveaway of some sort. I haven't even you know, or you know decided what to do yet, but I'd like you know probably give two baits away or something. 
somehow. I haven't figured that out yet, but once I hit a thousand, I'd like to do a giveaway of some sort. All right. Yeah. Well, hope, hopefully this episode can can get you 50, at least 50, uh, 50 new uh, new members. Am I but in this group? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. I think you're Dono. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's where I posted. That's where I posted you holding that fish with the boga. Oh, I thought that was the farmer group, or did we just change yeah. the name? I changed the name. I okay. did. I changed it from Musky Farmers <laughs> Only to Bambaco. Uh, <laughs> All right. Okay. You've got the farmers. I was wondering. I was wondering where the farmers went. I was just magically in this group. Yep. Nope. That yeah, is I, it. I, there was enough in there, and there's enough gold down. If you scroll far enough, there's enough gold down there that I couldn't get rid of it. I'll never forget that. I was I was actually fishing that day, and I was on the river, and I I get this like notification on my phone. This was like four years ago. It says Brady Martz added you to his group. Fucking musky farmers only. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's funny to think that there's people musky, out there. Muskymingle.com. Yeah, musky grinder. It's funny to think of people think you were holding that fish and that's real. Like that, that they're like that Donnie stink. He's out there holding fish wrong. That's, that's so a, funny. That's a Donnie stink idea. <laughs> that the farmer's on fire. <laughs> but yeah i just i'm I'm excited for show season i know i got a busy couple months leading up to it here i want to make sure i am totally ready and prepared for one way or the other they either sell or they don't but i want to make sure i have enough for anybody that wants them that they can get them when they come well fellas my my internet has been cutting out here tonight and so it's about to like um i got like 58 seconds before my restart happens so i'm gonna get cut out here in just a second so Brady, this has been a blast, man. I've been looking forward to this talk for a while. I'm really glad we we had an opportunity, and I am really excited for you for New York and for Musky Max to see see what you do and to see uh, see what people can do with your baits when they get in your hands in, in their hands. Well, I, you guys all know I've been putting this off for a long time. You've been asking me for since it started, pretty much. I'm too secretive these days. I don't post nothing, but I did. I definitely had fun coming on. Yeah, this yeah, made my whole week. Just the week? My, I'm glad. Yeah, my whole week. This whole Just life. Week. Like, this that whole doesn't life. even mean that much coming from you. It's only a week. I'm glad we got you to crawl out of your hole, Brady. Well, I am in the basement still. If you haven't noticed, I'm literally in the basement. So, And if the Steelers bring... lose, it's only going to make Nate's like two days. Yeah. I hope. Days I honestly, I hope the Steelers lose because I don't care. All right, I'm out. <laughs> I'm showing up to <laughs> New Bethlehem if that happens. I was gonna say, are you gonna bring fresh uh, Joe's pizza bread to the shows? Oh, I yeah. could. I probably could. That'd be that. That'd be game changer there. Mm-hmm. Sure would. Yeah, we need to do that. <laughs> that needs to happen. Well, boys, I uh, I think uh, you know the other one thing we didn't mention is we got that lore swap coming up in like February, right? Is that yeah, before? Yeah. That's that's after. <laughs> Is that after New York, I'm assuming? I think it was this past year. New York's early February. It might be the following weekend. I can't remember now. Yeah. New York's three and third and fourth. Yes. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll probably be at. So, Brady, you're going to go to the lower swap? I have an entire tote full of stuff I could bring if you are interested. (laughs) We, uh, I, I think we thoroughly enjoyed you at the lower swap this past year. 
I need to find a driver for the water swap so it makes it a little bit funner. Yeah, it's true. You should probably. I ain't, I ain't cracking no uh, icy lights, but I might have to drink some bush lattes. You know, <laughs> there's <laughs> hotels right there in Cranberry. We should we should get a hotel for a lure swap. Now we're talking money. <laughs> we gotta sell some baits. The after <laughs> lure swap. We gotta get dad to sponsor a like a limo that, that picks Brady up, brings a him party down. Bus. A like lure a party swap party bus. bus. Yes, exactly. We need a, we need a lure drive swap. All party over bus. Western PA just drive around, up. pick everybody up, and let's just like roll <laughs> in. We get Joel on board. Don yeah. Senior's grilling on it. Karaoke, Don Senior. <laughs> It'll be yeah. Joel and Don would be in. Don Senior right. and Joel would definitely be in. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I know my dad would do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You tell that's him. A, that's Beer a Blackstone, he's in. That's we, a Photoshop we, picture. We, how far is the <laughs> How far is the Portersville park and ride from you? Because can't we just all meet at the Portersville park and ride? And just jump I have on no idea bus? where that is. Oh, that'd still be like an hour at least yeah. from. Oh, I think in. that's that's farther than the yeah, fucking lore swap. <laughs> <laughs> from Brady. Okay, I'll meet you there if that's what All you right. want. It's All definitely right, farther than the lore swap. Whatever. That's just where we always meet. It's always like swings like meet me at the Portersville Park and Ride. Charlie's like Portersville Park and Ride. Like, all right. It's a convenient spot if you're headed north. Yeah. We're not going that far north for the uh for the lore swap. And thanks for fucking burning my meeting spot <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have now there's gonna be trucks everywhere skip's gonna park. be there waiting for you <laughs> <laughs> all right boys well my eyes are floating so i gotta get all off right, here yeah. all right yeah <laughs> thanks brady thanks right. for coming yep, on all right, man. fun guys Thanks, Gary. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. <laughs> I had to shake him on my last case. Big O don't play. O don't play.